Hello, good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, Division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast and Video Series, where we talk about digital marketing strategies and tactics to help grow your business. Today, I'm joined by an incredible guest, uh, Rytus Loris from Omnisend. Thank you, Rytus, for joining us today on the show. Thanks for inviting. It's a great pleasure to be here and to talk to you. Uh, you know, we were we were talking a little bit uh, when we first jumped on the call, and as my listeners will be able to hear, um, Rytus is not from Montgomery, Alabama, but in fact is from Lithuania, North Europe. So uh, pretty cool, my first... Well, actually, you know what? I did have a guest that was originally from Spain, so... I guess you're the second international guest on the show, so that's pretty cool. Um, tell us a little bit, Rytus, uh, uh, about Omnisend, um, you know, how you guys got started, um, you know, and, and just kind of introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's kind of cool to be somehow ex exceptional, you know. Um, yeah, so being European is an exception here. So really, thanks, thanks for having me. And this is this is amazing how technology enables us to really be in the same show and really talk to each other, and we even have this video recording happening uh, while we are really, really in the distance. So yeah, I'm getting back to Omnisend. Really, I'm, I'm a co-founder and CEO of Omnisend, which is uh, a marketing automation platform built for everyone who sells online. So we basically help everyone who sells online retailers, such as like online businesses, to uh, communicate with their existing customers via email, SMS, uh, text messages like Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp Messenger, uh, web push notifications, as well as like synchronized uh, data and run campaigns through Facebook and Google ads either retargeting campaigns or look-alike campaigns. Yeah, so basically all-in-one, all different channels and all-in-one platform what you need to communicate with your existing customers. That's, that is a, that's a great tool, my friend, and one that is highly needed uh, in today's digital world for sure. You know, I think that people are going to see the title of today's episode, Omnichannel Marketing, um, and they're going to be like, what the heck is omni-channel marketing? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, do you mean like my stuff is going to show up on different channels like ABC, HBO? What? Like, I, you know, so I know we're going to have some savvy, sharp digital folks that are be like, yes, I'm, I'm ready for this episode. Then we're going to have some new people that aren't familiar. So if you had to give us kind of a basic overview of, of what is omni-channel marketing let's let's kind of start that yeah very good question so i would say omni-channel marketing is the next iteration of uh, email marketing so probably everybody knows what email marketing is then you uh, then you ask for email address from your existing customers uh, and you have a content and then you send messages uh, with some content to your omni-channel marketing is uh, a next iteration of of the same. And you uh, augment email with other channels as text messages, Facebook Messenger, web push notifications, or other. And you put all of those on a single flow. So let's say Michael is, has visited our specific product category on our online store on our website. We identified that and we start 
an automated campaign to different channels. We send an email first. If email is being ignored, then we follow it by push notification message. If it's being ignored, then we uh, send an email text message. And if the latter is being ignored, we start retargeting campaign on Facebook and Google. Instead of just having uh, having all those different channels, communication with your customer channels, running separately and not being put on a single flow and being triggered all at once and really being like a bit intrusive and really costly for you as a marketer, you put it on a single flow, you like do it one by one, or you allow your customers to choose which is the most preferred channel for your brand to communicate with your customers. So maybe for someone it's email. Or maybe so for someone is just a messenger and they don't read emails, they don't like text messages. So just so that is like, you know, omnichannel marketing at a glance. Yeah, that's great. You know, I think the other thing that that would be uh, a good thing for us to talk about is obviously with what's happening in the world, uh, it really doesn't matter if you are, um, you know, in, in Europe or whether you're in the United States or in Asia, everyone is being impacted by COVID-19. And so I think that, you know, with self-quarantine or shelter in place, you know, a lot of people are spending more time, um, you know, in in their homes and they're relying upon, you know, their primary connection to the internet and spending more time on the internet than ever before. I actually got an email uh, from, the executive um, president of um, Cloudflare uh, earlier, I think it was last week, and he talked about the trends that they saw in internet traffic um, in in Italy during you know what they're going through right now, and and he said that across Cloudflare's traffic pattern, they saw an average of ten percent total global increase of traffic and. That seems like a small number, but when you're talking about the entire internet going up 10% in traffic, that's freaking huge, right? And then he said, when you look at Italy as a region, their overall traffic went up 30%. So there's no doubt that um, regions and countries and states and counties and cities are all being impacted. And a lot of businesses uh, who've never thought about e-commerce or you know their their digital footprint are now being forced to deal with the fact that disruption is at our doorstep and no market, no vertical is going to escape what's going to happen, even if we're just going to go through this for you know the next three to four months, maybe five, depending on where you are. Um, you know, a lot of businesses are having to adapt. The status quo is not going to get the job done. So if you if if we're if someone's listening to the show today and they're new and they're thinking about, okay, we need to get started and we need to start offering some of our products and/or services online um, and they're new, what what do you think are some of the best practices for them to start off with? Yeah, so I completely agree with uh, everything uh, you have just said. And uh, yeah, it's both for businesses and for uh, for consumers as well. As uh, Definitely this, this, this current uh, situation with COVID-19 really uh, is, is playing on, on, uh, on like 
for the good of like well digitalization i would say like people start like selling the businesses are moving online the consumers are moving online especially the elder generation which are at most at risk here so they kind of completely they stay at home and they kind of browse more they start buying online which was not the case problem in the past because they just were able to go they had enough time to turn it have a social activity to go to the grocery store. Now they need to, they need to, to do, to do it online. So definitely it's, 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 it's a good trend for, uh, digitalization. And I do agree that, yeah, I, I know that like in, in the, in the UK just had a call today that the people are just getting home and locking themselves uh, at home. And the like consumer internet is facing a huge challenge because the bandwidth is not enough. In certain, like you know, uh, regions that there are no no offices, etc. So that's a thing. And okay, but just getting back to um, the beginners, those who just made a decision or being forced to move uh, their businesses to uh, online. So I would say the key advice for myself would be, you know, you should start your retention marketing and retention communication with your uh, customers from the first time uh, someone lands on your website. So uh, what, what does what does basically mean that you start have to start thinking about how are you collecting uh, permissions and content to communicate with your customers? So like all the subscribe forms, asking for email addresses, asking for uh, phone numbers, asking for permissions to send web push notifications, and etc. So use all those forms on your website. That's that's very very important because you know you're gonna pay a lot for Google or. Or, or Facebook or Amazon to land someone on your website. And uh, usually what happens only around 3%, up to 3%, 2 to 3% of your traffic really ends up in a conversion. That means that 98% of the traffic you just lose, but you have already paid for that traffic. So my advice is really convert some of that traffic into subscribers, and you will get a second opportunity to sell to them. Uh, so, which is, which is already a big thing. And, you know, it's really depending on the different forms you use, like say, basic subscribe form, somewhere in your future, you're going to have a conversion rate from your entire traffic. But if you're going to use like, uh, pop-ups, exit intent, intent pop-ups or some like contextual pop-ups in different, in different pages of your website, which really reflect the, the products or the services which are being displayed in that, uh, in that specific, uh, uh, page. So the conversion rate can go up to like seven or eight percent, which is a lot. So let's say you have 90% of your traffic, 2% of those skies something from you during that visit. Then you have, uh, you convert extra eight percent into subscribers. So quarter, quarter times, like four times more, you still have a chance to convert in the future. So that's, that's very important to really start doing that. And you know, especially those who just start sometimes to say, I hate those pop-ups. Uh, yeah, you may hate them or love them, but they just work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is very important is really to, you can add some gamification elements to that to make more, uh, more fun to do or maybe just uh, give an incentive. So make the reason for people to subscribe in just those, in just of, just showing a pop-up and saying, okay, subscribe now. Uh, there's going to be a question, what's in it for me? So what do people usually love? First thing, they love discounts, free delivery, free samples, like all those kinds of incentives. Uh, or second thing, they love playing games. 
So uh, like the Wheel of Fortune or maybe some box, uh, unbox a discount, find what's inside, it's hidden, etc. So mm-hmm. all of those things really, really work really good. And uh, yeah, so, you know, you can find, let's say in Omniscient, we have some default forms there. You can just found there. We we do have um, pop-up forms there as well. So it's it's all in one tool. You can use the tools like uh, Just Tuno or Optin Monster to, to run those pop-ups and then feed those subscribers into your email service provider like marketing automation tool. Oh, yeah, that's great. Well, what about this? You know, one of the things that I think, especially if you're new to the online um, sort of component of, of e-commerce or revenue generation through sales through your through your website is what are some things they should avoid? I mean, if, if we can help them avoid a mistake before they get started, what, what might you uh, advise them just from the start? So I would say like two things for the very beginning. First thing is really to um, uh, try to understand or initially to guess what is actually your audience look like and uh, you can hire like professionals for that because it will really acquisition and drive the traffic to your website, which is which is like completely different to like uh, standard brick and mortar businesses because if you have a store in the high street or whatever, maybe in the neighborhood, you will always have some traffic passing by and you need just to like show in your display some ad in your window, etc. And you will have some people getting in. So online is completely different. There is no one passing by and you have you have to invite everybody and to find people somewhere like Google, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, you name it. Uh, so it's... it's uh, it's very risky to, to waste too much resources initially while you're trying to, to invite those first visitors to your to your website. So hiring professionals there, or if you have some skills really thinking about who might be those people who would like to buy a product and target targets, like really, really targets to the to the proper audience. Maybe like use a geo-targeting if you somehow local business, not a nas- national one or, or et cetera. So all those things really matter. So that, that I would say that this is a first advice. And uh, the second advice, what you should avoid is uh, it's related to what I just said before about uh, about like collecting subscribers and like using pop-ups and various uh, gamification elements. So uh, please don't, uh, uh, as an incentive, it always should be uh, something what is related to your product. Because sometimes I see, I see what happens, like, you know, you are selling shoes, but you give an uh, iPad as a prize if someone subscribes to your newsletter. Uh, so, of course, and people are willing to win this iPad and they don't really relate with your brand and with your product. They, they're not in need of shoes, but they need maybe an iPad. And then you get uh, get a lot of like subscribers, which really don't convert in in the future, and they unsubscribe soon, and they're very very low quality subscribers. So I would say this is this is one of the risks which I see that you know, especially the beginners, they want to grow their subscriber list very fast, and they just start playing with prizes which have nothing in common with their products or their services. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's a great great piece of advice. I think I want to. You know, just kind of uh, add my two cents from what we've seen with uh, some of the the digital ads that we've run. You know, probably about a year and a half ago, we switched from a really heavy single source creative 
campaign to uh, what I would call contextual at scale model where, you know, our, our ad campaigns can average anywhere from 30 to 60 different pieces of creative running at the same time where, you know, you don't have ad fatigue from seeing the same ad over and over and over again. And the, uh, the data that comes from that, you know, more comprehensive ad creative, uh, you know, when you talk about data, the data that is collected from that is incredibly powerful so that you do, in fact, reach the right kind of people. I think the other mistake that, um, you know, a lot of brands are still making today is they grossly underestimate the consideration stage of the buying cycle. And so they don't have a plan for that second stage of the funnel. They do a great job of awareness and creating that brand awareness, but they really uh, have an Achilles heel when it comes to a content strategy for consideration, because that's essentially what we're doing online. When we're looking at reviews and we're looking at comparisons, we're in that consideration stage. And I love what you talked about where you're collecting emails and, you know, you're collecting, uh, you know, uh, uh, phone numbers for text messaging, but having a content strategy around the consideration stage of, you know, compare the, the top 10, you know, products or services in your, in, in your segment or, you know, um, whatever the other content is that you can, you know, acknowledge that, that the human is going through a decision process and, and create content, a volume of content that keeps them engaged until they make that final move from the conversion sort of component of the funnel in, or the, the move from the consideration into that uh, conversion stage. So uh, I think that's a mistake that uh, new um, people or businesses or organizations who are moving into online is, yes, you need to have great original creative, but don't forget that, just like you said, you're going to have a lot of people that are going to come to your site and they're going to leave. Right. And so what's your plan after that? You know, and so I think that would be great. So the next I think the next. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, just completely agree. And I would say it's not even for newbies only, but a lot of like experienced marketers who are in digital marketing for a while, they're still thinking in campaigns instead of thinking in a customer life cycle. Uh, and lifetime value as a key metric, not a single campaign. What are my open rates? What are my click-through rates? What are my kind of order rates? So like how many conversions did it generate? But exactly what is the lifetime value of my customers? And well, how does it differ? Like or depending on the acquisition channels, maybe depending on uh, whatever demographics and all, all other groups. So it's, it's, it's not only for, for newbies. It's, it's a common mistake for kind of like really professionals as well, they're still stuck a bit sometimes in a campaign ways of thinking instead of uh, lifetime thinking. Yeah, boy, well, you really set that one up uh, perfect, right? Because that's, I think, who we really want to talk to in this last segment here. Let's talk about if you're a business owner or you run and have a mature online e-commerce business, what what things are you, should you be looking at for 2020, 2021 uh, to really create that full omni-channel experience? 
A very good question. So one which we just partial covered already. So what I would say instead of just thinking about like campaign and thing, campaign over campaign, just really start thinking about more uh, customer life cycle, which is uh, really connected to uh, like more automated way of marketing instead of just running campaigns. So what basically what automation is unique and what automation really gives you is really to reflect, to better reflect customers' needs and intents. Because, you know, automation is always, it has to have a trigger. That means that uh, if you're online business, you have this unique, uh, unique opportunity to have a lot of data and to really analyze your customers' individual behavior on your website and like, uh, past purchase history, uh, website, visits, uh, what categories are being visited, what kind of products, uh, price range, uh, and, and all those, uh, a lot of data. Build, based on that, you can build segments and you have unique triggers. So let's say, you know, Michael is visiting uh, uh, that specific category of shoes. So why should we send him like uh, bulk campaigns where we include everything which Michael is not interested in? Instead of that, we better set up automated workflow then once Michael shows that he is interested in shoes, uh, the tool, either it's Omniscient or other, other marketing automation tool, starts the automated campaign without even a human touch and really includes a product which is Michael interested in and maybe some other like similar products to, 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 to show that, okay, there is, there is a, a larger stock and larger uh, Options, optionality, there is an optionality in, in my, let's say, online store. If I have, I have, I have, I have uh, more products. If I'm not selling just one product or like just a couple of services, it really depends on your business. But, but yeah, that's, that's very important to think more about from campaigns to, to life cycle, from, from again, bulk, bulk emailing or bulk sending to, uh, trigger based automated, uh, full automated communication. And, the third thing, which is which is crucially important, I would say, is really to augment email with other channels. Email is still the most effective uh, retention channel, and it will remain for upcoming five to ten years. I have no doubts. But when once you augment email with other channels like SMS communication, web push uh, communication, uh, messenger communication, uh, it really it really increases like conversion rates and and the reach initially. And let's say some statistics on omnisend.com website, and in our blog we have the statistics uh, like marketing automation statistics infographic for 2020. So everyone who's interested can can go there and have a look. So. We just analyzed our customers' behavior, and let's say um, those who uh, like purchase rate in omnichannel campaigns. That means that you have few touch points with the same customer are almost like three hundred, three hundred percent higher comparing to a single channel campaign. So it's a huge, a huge, a huge difference, and uh, it's for the business you do it the more cost-effective way for the customer. Uh, a customer is not overwhelmed with too many messages from different channels, and you know it's kind of win-win situation. So I believe this is this is exactly the direction all the all the digital businesses should be going to. Yeah, I love that. You know, it also makes me think too. I think another overlooked um, sort of just further development of that that customer lifecycle experience. I think there's two stages of the the funnel that are they're literally chopped off in in many businesses and and right after conversion the next thing that your company should think about is loyalty 
right? How do you move them from a conversion into that loyalty? And, and I think like what you were describing is perfect for that. And then once you, you've got them as a return customer, a loyal customer, the second phase that comes out of that, which is the ultimate win, is how do they become an ambassador for your, for your business, right? When they can become the mouthpiece, when they can become the word of mouth ambassador to say, I love this brand, I bought my second you know, pair of shoes, or I bought my second tool, or I reordered again, um, or I renewed my subscription, you know, when, when they become the ambassador, um, and, and obviously your content strategy for that stage of the life cycle is huge, and it's part of your automation plan. So I think for mature online businesses who maybe have done really well and like where the, the trend where their conversion rates are, obviously your um, your your conversion rate for people who have already done business with you is even greater, right? You have much greater chance of reselling someone who's already trusted your brand for the first time. So those would be my two sort of, um, you know, things to throw in as far as if I'm a mature uh, online retailer, how do I think about the loyalty and the ambassador phase of the consumer life cycle? Well, guys, we are we are just about wrapped up at a time. Uh, any parting thoughts, Ritus, that you want to share? Yeah, so I would say, like, uh, definitely, I use different channels, use them smartly, uh, contextually, because email is still the most effective for uh, for bulk campaigns, so like for for new new arrivals and and uh, educational pieces, which just said about the content, etc. But like SMS is great for all the post-purchase communication, like informing customers. So even even what you just said about converting them into advocates. So leave us a review. Uh, like you know, shoot a text message and issue text messages. Open rates are much higher comparing to emails, and this is the kind of the customer was really uh, is really engaged with you because the one has just bought from you, and if if the one is satisfied with the quality of your service and your product, they will be willing to to leave a review, and um, uh, it's 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 you know a better chance to to uh, to reach a customer while using text message. Uh, let's say Facebook Messenger is like super effective in back to stock, especially nowadays when some of uh, uh, supply uh, supply like is shut down due to factories being shut down in China, and we have like some of the businesses online the businesses. Well, thank you so much, uh, Ritus, for being on the show today. Guys and gals, thank you again. My name is Michael Wynn. I am the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Ritus, best wishes to you and your team and uh, all health and, and wellness for you in the rest of the coming year. Thanks again for being on the show.